0: Only 2 days out from the World Athletics Championships in Budapest, Hungary, 9 days of competition of the best of the best in the world and you already know the US always shows out and dominates. Endless storylines on the US side so we put together a list, a list that will help you find a new athlete to root on this summer at the World Championships. Our favorite athletes and our favorite storylines going into the World Championships. So stick around, stay to the end and get yourself a new athlete to root on next nine days let's get it I'm Joshua Potts, Mr. Pottsable, and you're watching Runner Running Report Show, where we give you running news produced for and by the culture. Starting off our list, we gotta start with A Thing Mo at the U.S. Championship's choose to run the 1500 off event where she placed second, placed second in the U.S., almost won the race as well, bro, but this was no surprise to A Thing Mo and Team Formula Cursey. She talked about this and more, and it's really exciting and just, it's, it's dangerous, it's scary to see the confidence that she has in Bobby Kersey and how this man is always right we go deeper with this as well Cindy McLaughlin just dropped out of the 400 at the world championships sad news but it's also super good news because I know that when she comes back she's going to be ready Bobby knows what's going on he knew that a thing Mo was going to do something like this in the 15 he's confident I already know that a thing Mo is probably going to win this 800 like they know what's happening and I know that with Sydney McLaughlin sitting now she's going to be ready for next year i know with how a thing has raced this year only 1 800 this year mind you only 1 800 she's out of the top 10 in the u.s but believe me bobby knows what a thing is capable of and that makes the thing dangerous well i'm walking away with the metal in a bit that you rarely do so bobby really does know like what do you tell him when you walk away and you're like bruh like how did you know i was about to run this thing i don't bag? tell him
1: anything i just nothing there's literally i just there's nothing i, I mean I feel like we just have a look that we give one another and we're just like okay like we just did that that's it I mean I feel like few words because I feel like I'm just in shock a little bit but at the same time I know what he's done with past athletes and I know what we do in practice and how he talks about races and so as much as of a shocker it is to other people i'm not really surprised that we came out here and we competed and almost won yeah. um, because that's exactly what bobby told me before don't be sure don't be surprised if we win <laughs>
0: next up i gotta talk about another group that's extremely confident in their coach and that is death row running abdihama noor woody Kincaid, and nikki hiltz all won their events at the u.s championships and are leading great squads going into the world championships abdihama noor broke it down that like everybody's gonna believe that mike smith is the best coach in the u.s after this meet
2: luis is having a great year Woody just won the 10k i just won the um, 5k and then nikki won the 15 i think we have a really strong squad it shows the 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 coach and Coach Smith, he's the best coach in the world, I believe. And I, I know certainly a lot of people are going to believe after this meet.
0: Abdi Hamid's training partner, Woody Kincaid, right now is number three in the world in the 10,000 meter. He really dominated at the U.S. Championships as well in his race. And I feel like he's being really energized by training with Luis Grijalva and Abdi Hamid.
2: Just young guys that just want to be really good at running. And uh, like, I think that they're just really, they're receptive to, to anything. Right. Mm-hmm. So Mike Smith's like, this is what we're doing. And they're like, yeah, all right, we're doing it. And um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm willing to try something new, too. And I think we're all just like kind of in the same boat of of uh, just trying a new part of our lives and running just become a big part of it.
0: Lastly, let's go back to Abdi Hamid who's really just on a mission to, like, get a medal in the 5,000, man. The US, the men's side, and the women's side, it's hard, it's really, really hard to get a medal, but Abdi Hamid knows that it's not about just running these fast times, it's about racing, and this dude may be young, but, like, he has the expertise, he has the poise to get it done.
2: Yeah, yeah, like you said, the, the distance um, events are going crazy this year, world records, um, meet records, every every meet, every diamond league, you- see someone going crazy running 1240 and um, you know ultimately is like what you perform on that day because anybody can have a bad day anybody can have a hiccup so it's all about executing the race plan, staying strong, having a a tough mental mindset and believing in your training. I really believe I have the best coach in the world, I train in the best place in the world and I have the best teammates in the world so I know when that day comes um, it's any man's race.
0: Next up, I got to talk about someone who is truly the homie, and that is Brittany Brown. She's from the 909, the Inland Empire, just like me, and she got it done in the 100, making her second world team, this time in the 100 meter. She's number 10 in the world right now with a 10-9-0. And honestly, if someone has a bad day, Brittany Brown could definitely sneak into that medal picture. But even if Brittany Brown has a good day, she could sneak in there. Don't stop, forget, she has a 10-6-6 win-aided PR in the 100. Brittany Brown is relieved to make this team, and I know she's on a mission to get another medal around her neck. I always didn't want to be like, okay, I only made one team.
1: Um, so it just feels really nice to say I did it again, mm-hmm. and I did it again. Um, it's so hard to make a US team in the 200, 400, 400 hurdles. So to come back and do it again um, in a whole different event. Yeah. Um, it's really humbling. Uh, I'm really thankful, and happy that I'm in this moment um, to just celebrate in a whole different event, a whole different, this whole lead up to trials this year is totally different. Um, I really had to trust the process yeah. um, So it feels great To be in this moment
0: Next up I want to talk about the Brooks Beast Who are absolutely dominant in the 800 meter Nia Akins went out there and won The 800 meter on the woman's side In a time of 159 This doesn't put her in the season top 10 List right now in the 800 But let's not forget she also won the indoor 800 meter for the US earlier This year championship braces, Nia has been king This year and I think she's ultimately ready for this next step on the world stage she's battled through a lot of stuff mentally and i think she's ready to go
2: i just decided this year i just wanted to like make teams and win championships and i think that like shifted the races that i started to run really well at
0: what were some of those mental mental things that you feel like you changed that really got you over that hump
2: yeah trying to like um humanize everybody a little bit more (laughs) on the line i usually feel like i'm human and everybody else is like a superhero and i feel like i needed to like level that a little bit and be like okay i, I can be a superhero too or they're like they're just like me um i think that was
1: huge for me because i in my brain i'm still like a 208 high schooler um and i'm like running against the greats which is like still how i feel but um but it was good to kind of like break some of that a
2: little bit
0: then there was Isaiah Harris in the men's race who got second place in the 800 in a time of 146. Now, it wasn't the fastest time in the world, but honestly, no one's running super crazy fast in the 800 right now. It's not super, super dominant. I think mean, the guys from Algeria are definitely look super formidable. And then Marco Arap looks also formidable as well. But like on any given day, somebody can win 800. It just depends who's gonna be in the final and it's gonna be super competitive races. And honestly, Isaiah was talking to us and he's saying, that's what he likes about this sport when people get spiked when people throw elbows when people get pushed he's ready for that type of racing in Budapest and honestly he's experienced at it too
2: I mean to me it felt like we were running 143 yeah. uh that just it was a it was a brutal race you know everyone was like spiked up after like cuts on their legs it's all and, in, look, look messed and, uh, up everyone shoved someone at some point in that race so it was it was a battle and uh you know it's fun like those are fun races it's to me that's so much more fun than just going out there trying to get in a line and run fast. Like, there's a time and place for that, but, like, the sport is about racing and, like, racing is exciting. That's what the fans want to see. No one wants to see someone just run from the gun and, you know, running fast time, like that's exciting in its own way, but it does not compare to like eight guys, no pacer, just battling it out, shoving, you know, fighting for position and no one knows who's gonna win it till the last 150 meters or whatever. So
0: yeah, it was a lot of fun. Next up, we gotta talk about this distance powerhouse like always, and that is Bowerman Track Club. And honestly, at US Championships, it was a bit of a parody compared to previous years. Bowerman Track Club usually dominates, but only sending two people co- to the World Championships is definitely a different thing for for them on the US side. Only Elise Cranny and Sean McGordy made it, but Elise Cranny did this as a double champion in the 5,000 and the 10,000. Then she came a few weeks after this and ran the second fastest mile ever for American women at Monaco and broke the previous American record in the mile. I think Elise is gonna be ready for the world stage. She's gonna be ready to take this on. She has the speed of a miler and the strength of the Jerry Miles. Let's see how she's gonna do it. those 10ks and the 5ks at the world stage it's gonna be interesting
2: the only championship 10k I've done was at the trials and I was fourth there so I think that was like a little nerve wracking too I was like okay the one championship 10k I did um I didn't make the team so I think I'm still kind of learning it in that way and I think the hardest thing about the 10k for me which is also something I'm working on in practice is just being patient I tend to get really excited and want to just like go ham and so the 10k is teaching me a lot of a lot of patience.
0: Now we also have Sean McGordy who qualified in the 5K and 10K as well. And in between the time of USA's and the World Championships, he raced the 5K where he ran at 1302. And this is all crazy because earlier in the year, this man had a sacral fracture. Like insane. Jerry Schumacher and him came to the decision to open up at USA's. And I think it was the right one. Cause I think this is leaving Sean primed for a great world championships experience, to be honest.
2: This is not the way I wanted to uh, start the year, but um Yeah. Unfortunately, the week before we were going to open up the season in February, I had some lower back pain that I was trying to tell myself was my SI like during the workout, but it ended up being a sacral stress injury. So that knocked out any of the indoor races and doing the 10K in March and um, took three weeks of like completely nothing um, and then just started to kind of cross train and then started to run from there. And we felt good about things, was gonna race uh, down in LA at the Grand Prix, do yeah. a 15 before we went up to altitude. And again, the week before, I like tweaked my calf right before a workout and it was just like, we wanna be smart. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we we're like, you know, it helped. Jerry was like, it's not ideal, but I feel confident with you opening up the USA's. And um, yeah, just then we got five weeks of good training in Park City, everything mm-hmm. was feeling good body wise, was confident in the calf. and. Um, yeah, just started the season at USA's in July. So, uh, again, not the way I thought that you would go, but um, just I still was able to feel confident. And I, I really believe that Jerry would have me ready to go and simulate enough. Um, you know, kind of race simulation and just with our workouts and things like that. So, yeah.
0: Next up is and the Goose and everybody needs to have an eye on the goose. And this year he's having one of the best US distance seasons if history, if not the greatest. Already this year, he broke the indoor 3000 meter record for Americans. And then he broke the American indoor mile record. And now he has the outdoor 1500 meter American record after running a 32902 and making him number three in the world currently. His focus is on getting a medal in Budapest. And honestly, why would you deny him at this point? But you ran 329, you finished, you got your first title. Like, how how much confidence does that that give you going into Worlds to, to medal? Like, is that like expectation to feel like I'm, I should be a medalist?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's definitely been the goal, which is how my season has been going. I feel like I've been putting myself in great positions in races and just running really fast. and um, you know, I feel like that's all gonna pay off and adding to my confidence a little bit and then eventually I think I wanna get to worlds and just be really ready to take on some of the world's best because, you know, I feel like now that I'm really focusing on running and just kinda
0: of going all in on it. I'm going to be the best that I have been. Jordan the Goose is having an amazing season, and I would be terrified if I've stepped on the line against them, but not as terrified if I stepped on the line against Britton Wilson. She's been terrifying all the way since like February when she jumped on the line for 800 and ran about 201. This girl runs the 400 in the 400-meter hurdles. Britton, you're not supposed to be running 800s, but she did anyways. That's what makes her extremely terrifying. She's ran 49-13 this year for NCAA record and she's number three currently in the world she's a little banged up at usa's hopefully she's overcome some of those issues but i think with sydney mclaughlin levroni out britain wilson has all the ability in the world to make it on the medal stand if not win the world championships now i know you got mary Paulino, you guys all you got to see her you got uh rakita she, you feel you got a lot of people but i'm just saying britain wilson like be scared of her and britain don't put that pressure on yourself like you told me, and I think you can get a medal for sure. How do you feel like it's gonna be different? How are you gonna be preparing different and like trying to get a podium this time in your individual event?
1: Um, I think I'm gonna just uh, not put too much pressure on myself this time. I think that if I just go into the meet with uh, no expectations and just trusting myself, trusting God, trusting my training, I think I'll have a great meet and just having a chance to be here and Just getting through trials it's meant a lot to me. So I think I just, I'm grateful. So I think that I'm gonna go out there and just give it my all regardless.
0: Another athlete I'm really excited to watch is Valerie Allman in the discus. She's really looking for vengeance this year in the disc after not winning last year. But with Laulonga, Lau who's throwing really well, too, on the U.S. side, I think it's going to be exciting to see if the women's discus can really put on, get two people, or maybe even three people, on the medal stand. They're bringing a really competitive team, and Valerie was really happy to talk about that.
1: I feel so grateful to have had a buy for this championship, and we now have four spots in, yeah. in the event, and I want the U.S. to, like, represent. And Loggy, that was a huge step for her to hit the standard here at championships. Like, she's ready to do that in Budapest. Like, uh. you you know she's been competing a lot of diamond leagues we've been like the only two Americans there and we've been developing like a great bond and I'm super excited to go to this championship together with her. Yeah.
0: I was really excited to talk to Valerie because, like, she's dominant, bro. And, like, she's somebody that I feel like is someone that's really leading this team as well. She's a vet, an Olympic champion. She does her thing and she knows what it's going to take to get the U.S. another world team title just like last year. Let's be back to back. I already know it's probably automatic, but, like, Valerie gave me a little security with this answer right here. And I think we're going to make it happen.
1: I think we, we try to support each other, you track is obviously an individual sport and um, you know, I think having good energy at U.S. Championships is kind of like how you embrace each other, but when you go against the world, like it's a different animal. You cheer for each other, you want like a proud representation of of being from your country and um, you definitely feel it more when you're on that world stage.
0: Now I want to talk about Masai Russell and I feel like this was really cool to me because around the same time that I was vlogging my running journey back in 2018-2019 is when Masai Russell started her vlogging journey as well at Kentucky vlogging her D1 life and trying to be a NCAA champion and compete at that D1 level so to see that her now she is a she's an NCAA record holder in the 100 meter hurdles and now making the team placing third running 1246 and number five in the world and she's number eight in us history and the 100 meter hurdles is dope to see masai has come a long way and a lot of youtube comments and haters have been proven wrong with her making the team i, I feel that like especially like just people be people could just be on you you know just like for no reason especially
1: when like you have like followers or like yeah, yeah. clout like you know people just be, oh she's rolled every time she get in the final she's this she's that yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. people don't understand what it is what it's like to be an athlete because for one they've never been in your shoes and then a lot of times people just talking from the outside and they never even been in the position that you've been in so they don't even yeah. know like the pressure the way everything that comes with being someone that's good someone that has clout someone that has yeah. whatever so like I'm glad that I'm just here. I made a name for myself even more. Um, shut up all the haters and you know just
0: trust it in myself and my training. Lastly, I want to talk about Cordell Tinch I feel like this is gonna be a story that's gonna be at the world championships like for sure He's a dude a d2 athlete who's number two in the world currently with a time of 1296 over the defending champion Grant Holloway in this event now I don't know if he's gonna beat Grant. I'm not saying that you feel me, but it's just crazy He's number two in the world currently only two only three people have been under 13 seconds this year And Cordell Tinch is one of them in the 110-meter hurdles. I think he has an opportunity to get on that medal stand. I think he's ready for the moment, and he's poised. I really just want to play these wise words, that wise words that Cordell provided to us about the D2 and D1 level, because he's been there. He's been to all the levels pretty much, and like he knows where he's at. He's confident in his coach, and I think that's what's going to make him dangerous in Budapest. But they, they are like got too much pride to like go to go to a a Division two school is the devil um,
1: honestly I've I've been at almost all the levels I've went D1 I went D2 I was at a Juco in reality the best shape of my life I was at the Juco if I would have competed that year I would have done a lot of the stuff that we're seeing now a lot earlier I was at the D1 level there was a lot of things that I didn't agree with the way that things are run the D2 level just happened to work out for me um, you can't get caught up with the whole Oh, well, I got a D1 school. and Like, because it's hard to go to to a D1 school in track. Like, unless you are in that top percent where you are truly like that, just because you're a high school state champ does not guarantee you at a D1 school. Everybody on the team is a state champ. They're state record holders. So, like, it's... It's different. I, I wouldn't put as much weight in the D1, D2, D3 schools as like there being a big difference. Just go where you feel you found a home. That's the best place to go.
0: Thank you guys so much for watching this video, and I hope you were able to take away a new athlete to be rooting for at Budapest. Like, who are some of the athletes that you are rooting for? Comment down below if that's U.S. or international. I just want to give you U.S. because we're at USA's, and like we had all these clips. I just want to share them with y'all. And I just appreciate y'all for sticking around with us, dealing with us, and all the things. Thank you guys so much. Have a blessed day, a blessed week, and a blessed month overall. We'll see y'all next time on Running Your Report. Let's get it.